Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Guys, working class on DeerCast. We're back again with another episode. Uh, Kurt Geyer here, co-host Doug Smith, Doug Schmidt, 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 the mustache, Jeez. and Chris Zegger from Ohio. Man, what's going on, buddy? How's it going, guys? Good, man. Good to see you. Good to bad. talk to you. Absolutely. You got uh, big bucks in the background, and uh, I'm sure you're adding your most recent one to that collection this year, huh? Yeah, this one's quite a bit bigger than the ones in the background. Yeah. <laughs> so your problem? You're based out of Ohio. Yep. And I don't know. You don't got to give away your location, but I, you had a pretty cool story. And you know, you've been a big supporter of working class bow hunter for a long time. You're on Team WCB, rocking the hat. So uh, thank you for the support, man, and the friendship. And over the years, it's been awesome. Oh, absolutely. And uh, so let's talk about this buck because I like the story behind this. Not only did you kill a big buck. But we talked a little bit early in the season, and you were kind of torn on what to do or how to go about it because of a, a unique situation you were in. So I'll let you break that down wherever you want to start the story, man, and we'll just go from there. Yeah, so it was probably that was, it was a week before Ohio bow season came in. Um, I coached football, and I got home from football practice early one night. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to shoot my bow. And I went out. It was early in the evening. I went out and grabbed my bow, and as soon as I started, the first arrow started drawing back, and my shoulder popped out of socket. God. Halfway back. No kidding. Yeah. Pop right so, out. Like, it tore, tore my AC joint and my shoulder, so Yeesh. I went to the ER that night, and actually, it's funny, the guy, the, the doctor I saw at the ER, he's a, he was a bow hunter, and he asked, obviously asked how it happened, and I told him, and he looked at me and goes, I hope you don't hit crossbows. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. So, so have you had a previous shoulder injury prior to that? Um, yeah, well, well, not really. I dislocated it in high school playing baseball, but, I mean, that was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, I don't know. After that, like, I think I talked to you about it. I was really torn on whether to even hunt at all or – just sit the year out because I just didn't know how to feel about shooting a crossbow. But yeah, which is understandable. Talking to you, you said Dude, it's better than not being out there at all. So yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I mean, and I, I respect you like being like, man, I don't really want to do the crossbow thing. Like that's that's one of those things. It's a preference thing. I don't crossbow hunt. I think if I had an injury, I would. I think this is probably good to get out of the way now, so people aren't thinking that we're like crossbow haters. We joke around about crossbows on the normal working class bow hunter podcast, but um, you know, I think they're great for kids. I think they're great for people that have injuries and stuff like yeah, that. They actually needed to use it. Yeah. And, and so I would have done the same thing, Chris. I really would have. Wouldn't right. you, Doug? Yeah, for sure. You have to really, really not hunting. No, I couldn't do it. Yeah. I, th- I figured it was better. I don't know. It was probably better than just doing gun hunting alone. 
to me, I don't, maybe not. Some no, people I, might see it different, but. I think it, I mean, because what's the gun season in Ohio? I mean, you don't get that much time to gun hunt, do you? No, maybe nine, nine, ten days total. Oh, yeah, I'm taking the crossbow. Yeah, because I'm assuming yeah, yeah. you can hunt the regular archery season with the crossbow in Ohio. Yeah, yep, yep. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, that's a no-brainer to me, I think. I agree. Right. But, I mean, your pride's hurt, I'm sure. Or was. Yeah, I mean, a little bit, especially when you shoot your biggest year with one. <laughs> <laughs> that would happen, right? <laughs> yeah, I know, and that's. As soon as the first thing after, as soon as I see that deer, I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be with a crossbow. Yeah, that's all right. So it was just out of the question. It's like, don't draw a regular compound count. Oh, yeah. He yeah, like, he, I, I, I even gave it like a two, three weeks, and I have like a 35-pound recurve. And I was like, you know what? I'm starting to feel pretty good. I was like, you know what? I think I could probably pull 50. So I like went to go pull that bow back, and I got like, a quarter of the way back and then nope. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say it popped back out again. <laughs> like, no, I, I didn't want to get to that point. So <laughs> I knew I knew it wasn't gonna I just knew it wasn't gonna work. Yeah. Yeah. So did you have to go buy a crossbow? Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> you don't have to get into brands or nothing like that. So but you just you go to the store like, well I guess I I want a compound bow hunt, but I have this shoulder injury. You buy a you buy a buy your crossbow i mean what let's talk about like first uh have you ever well first of all have you ever thought one shot one prior to this yeah i mean i've shot them before like i did not i have nothing against them absolutely nothing against them it's just i mean i yeah to me i would rather shoot a compound if people need to use them they need to use them if that's how you need to get out in the woods of course use them. of course i'm just i'm just trying to get into your mindset a little bit because your game plan's already switched from how you saw your season going right off the rip, and you have an injury that sucks. Um, right. So, I mean, did you get did you start to feel better about it once you started to shoot it and stuff like that? Yeah, just because I knew, like, I mean, these the crossbows nowadays, what you can get out of them is incredible as far as performance. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure it makes. I mean, you probably have a different different type of confidence, right, with something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's you feel pretty good shooting one. But then again, I mean, I felt this was, that's what sucked this year was the year, like, I've never felt more comfortable shooting a bow this year. You know, I shot all summer long. Like, this year, like, I was the best I'd ever felt about shooting a bow. Man, that's crazy. You shot all summer and then just right before season. It's randomly. It just gives out. I mean, I could maybe understand this story a little bit more if you were like, man, I hadn't shot all year because I was busy. And you know what I mean? Like if you went in right. like cold, but the fact that you were like preparing for season and then your shoulder would just be like, yeah, you know what? I'm not really going to do this this year. That's a no for me, dog. Right. Yeah. yeah. Your, your shoulder just hit you with the Randy Jackson. <laughs> a no for me, dog. Irish goodbye. <laughs> a what? An Irish goodbye. What's that? Or you just leave the party. Oh, an Irish. Don't tell, yeah. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. That's what happened to Chris's shoulder. It just left. Peace. <laughs> So let's talk about getting like hunting with it and stuff. Like first, uh, give me like the review first time taking it out hunting and all that. Just because it's new, you know what I mean. I, I I feel like that would be if that happened to me. Knock on wood. I feel like that would I'd have a couple podcasts explaining basically the thought process and the vibe of ha- taking a crossbow to the woods for the first time. Actually, I only hunt, I hunted twice with the I killed this buck on the second sit with it. <laughs> oh, no smokes. kidding. Yeah, like the first day, the first day I went out, I didn't even see anything. So it's not like I even got to kind of pick it up to even <laughs> maneuver to see what it would be like, you know, in a stand to have to move around with it. It's, it's completely different than, you know, shooting a bow. Yeah. Like shooting a compound. <laughs> I was under the impression that you're like, you've been out a bunch of times. I yeah, didn't realize it was like the second day. No, it was. It was legit the second set of the year. <laughs> that's pretty crazy. Well, it's kind of like karma, like paying you back a little bit, like in a good yeah, way. Maybe. It's like, man, sorry about your shoulder. <laughs> Here, right? Here's an opportunity. Here's a big buck. So break it down, man. What does this buck? This is a buck you've been watching. No, actually, that, that's the craziest thing of this. This deer, we had absolutely. So me and my brother hunt about 1,500 acres, and we have a camera on about every farm around there and all these farms join each other and mm-hmm. we had absolutely no pictures of this deer we had a couple of deer big deer that we were going after and this deer just 
showed up out of absolutely nowhere. Wow. I ended up, I checked the camera, I had a camera about 20 yards from where I shot him. Mm-hmm. And I had two pictures of him. One was a night of him going down into this creek bottom. And the other one was from the night before. So he literally showed up two days before I shot him. Dang. That's awesome, man. That's a, that's better. Yeah. It's a bonus buck. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's weird. I don't, I had no clue where he came from. I don't know if they started cutting corn around there and it kind of pushed him down in, into this creek bottom. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he just absolutely showed up from nowhere. So how far was this deer when you're sitting the night you shot him? How far is he when you first seen him? Probably 70 yards. So he's in the wheelhouse like pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, like this creek bottom, it's it's a big, thick creek bottom. And whenever there's corn around this creek bottom, like this farm is a gold mine. I don't know, for some reason, it, it's even good with beans. But whenever there's corn around it, like this creek bottom is just an absolute gold mine with big bucks. Mm-hmm. And I, so that morning I'd seen seen a couple small bucks and a couple of does. This creek bottom was just so thick you could barely see through it. And I looked up and I could see just I could see a deer moving. And I could see an antler, but it's so thick I couldn't. I could only see just the bits and pieces of his rack here and there. Yeah. So I pulled up the binoculars. Finally, he stopped and started making some scrapes, and I could only see one side. But finally, I got a good look at the one side, and that one side was all I needed to see. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's dude, that's no awesome. brainer because it's a stud, man, a stud. Yeah, yeah, we'll, he is. We'll he throw is. some pictures of him on the video podcast here. Yeah, I, I have him sitting. Right, I have the rack sitting right here too. Can you grab it? Yeah. Oh yeah, wide sucker. So, what side did you see first? Um, I would have seen his. This side right here. So you see him Not in the bigger six, 60, 70 yards when you first see him. Then, all right, then what? Yep. So then, like, so this creek bottom, the other, there's a couple holes in the fence, like where this, because it's a big cattle pasture. There's a couple holes in the fence that the deer will always go out into this cut cornfield. Well, mm-hmm. usually that's what they do. They come along the edge and then they'll kind of speed out into that cut cornfield. Well, he passed the first one. I thought, oh, because when I first seen him, I thought, oh, shit, he's just going to go out to that cut cornfield and feed and then go off down to the neighboring farm. Well, he moved past the first spot where he would have crossed, got to the second, started making some scrapes and rubs, and stood there for like 10, 15 minutes, just kind of milling around. Mm-hmm. And then he walked past the second spot where he would have crossed through the fence. Then he gets up to the fence to where I'm at, and he's standing there looking around. I thought, oh, shit, like this actually might happen. Yeah. You, know, you never see you always see big deer like this, but they never follow the script. And so <laughs> oh, easy for to sure. Wear. Yeah. yeah. They do. All he had to do, once he jumped the fence, he would have been, he was 30 yards broadside, nothing in the way. Yeah. So he kind of just sat there and I, there was another little buck behind me. So I was kind of turned around to watch him just because if once that deer jumped the fence, I didn't want to, you know, spook that small buck behind me and have the big buck blow out. Right. So I was turning around looking, and all of a sudden I hear, like, the fence shake. And he had jumped the fence, like, right in front of me, 30 yards. He <laughs> took about six, seven steps and stood there. So I picked up the crossbow, and, like, I hadn't really done a whole lot with my shoulder since I heard it. Well, like, he kind of got behind a tree to where I went in and took the safety off and picked it up. Mm-hmm. And had it on him while he got behind a tree to where his vitals were covered. Well, he stayed behind that tree for like three or four minutes. Well, not using my shoulder for a while. Like my shoulder started shaking really bad just because I hadn't used it in a while. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So then he took, he took like one step. And as soon as he took a step, like I shot him. Did you just hammer him or what? No, like I don't. And that's maybe it's because these crossbows are so loud and so fast. I think when I shot, he kind of turned into the arrow. So I think I know Doug, Doug would remember our team WCB Snapchat. I, I don't, I never yeah. remember anything in that. I remember. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, you would. I know, I know Doug remembers. <laughs> Doug's a Snapchat so like, expert. Hit him up. So like I shot and I think he kind of turned into it. And I couldn't see the arrow just because those things shoot so damn fast that you have no clue where yeah. that's the one thing I don't like about it is it shoots so fast that you can't see anything. That's what I was going to bring up. I was going to ask you if that was the case, but that makes perfect yeah. sense, you know? Yeah, those things shoot so fast. Like, I had no clue 
where I knew I'd hit him just because it was a very it was a good like loud solid you know hollow hit diaphragm pop type sound yeah well, yeah so like I had no clue so he runs about fifty yards and gets behind a couple of trees I could kind of see I knew where he'd went this little stretch of woods I was in is probably eighty yards wide and two three hundred yards long it's pretty open I knew he didn't keep running down the ends I had no clue where he'd went. Mm-hmm. And after a couple of minutes, he stepped out from behind a couple of trees and standing there. I could tell I'd hit him. I knew it was kind of back. It was lung slash liver. So he steps out. He steps out, takes two steps, just stands there and just beds down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember you saying that. He just bed there yeah, forever. Well, yeah, so like he sits there, he lays there, and it was close enough to get another shot, but there were some branches in the way that I didn't want to send another one and you know, hit him in the neck or in the anywhere else and spook him up yeah yeah but he bedded down after about 15 20 minutes he stands up takes like two steps and just falls right back down and just kind of lays over I'm like, damn all right cool mm-hmm. so i waited about 45 minutes like texting all you guys back and forth and yeah like eventually like, he just he kind of lift his head up for a couple minutes and just lay it back down this went I on remember you keep like, saying like, "Oh, he's down." Oh, no, no, he's he's, he's moving up. again. He's no. down. Is he down? Yeah. Is he down? This yeah. went on for, I think, three and a half hours. Oh, really? Yeah, cause I think I eventually ended up texting you because yep. I didn't know, I didn't know whether to like. I knew he was hit bad to where he wasn't going to get up. I didn't know whether to get down and try to get close enough to get another shot in him, or you know, just yeah. let him lay. You know, just let him let him lay and expire mm-hmm. yeah you hate to like try and sneak up and then he gets up Push and, him and runs and then you lose him but then you also right. like want to get in there and do him do him right and right help him expire and I, quicker and like i don't know my thing was it was first thing in the morning so you know i had all day to wait him out if no if it would have been evening time i think i probably would have got down mm-hmm. you know maybe right before dark just to try to get another arrow in him but i yeah. figured you know i have all day like I'll wait this deer all out all day if I have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. So, you want to get in there, but man, I, I know what you're saying. You get torn, and you're not really sure what's the right call because you don't want to. In hindsight, I should have done this or kick yourself over something. Yeah, I get it. Right. Yeah, I remember texting you, and you asking you kind of were like telling me what describe where I hit him and what he was doing, and you're like, "Yeah, dude, that's a dead dude. Just let him go. Yeah, he's yours. Yeah, for sure." So after, like, finally, like, he did this off and on for, it was three and a half hours. I think I shot him, like, 8.30, and this was, like, I finally I told myself at noon, like, I have to get down at noon. Like, it's, like, miserable, like, just sitting there watching the biggest year of your life laying 50 yards from you, and you don't, you're pretty sure you got him, but yet you don't really know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So finally, like, about the last half hour, like, he didn't even flinch, and, so I, I got down. I told myself finally I knew, like, I'm going to get down. I called my brother and had him. He parked up, like, at the end of the road. And I told him, I was like, dude, like, like just go park up there. Like, if he, like, runs out, like, let me know where he goes. Yeah, yeah. So I got down and uh, started, like, sneaking up on him. And he was dead as a doornail. Yeah. So, talk, like, what was it like picking him up? Like, complete shock. <laughs> like I knew, I knew he was really, really good. Once he jumped the fence, like that is, I quit looking at antlers once he jumped the fence. Yeah. But before, like Smart. that's all you could Smart look man. at. Like, yeah, he's he's a big deer. Like, and his, yeah, he's just he's got a lot going on with him. Yeah, he's hold him up again if you don't mind. That's yeah. a that's a stud, dude. I was so happy for you when you were, you know, sending pictures. I did see the pictures, of course, when you started sending them and all that, and we talked, like yeah. you said, but. That's a big buck, man. Wide as all heck. Yeah. 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 He's just, he's got like, and then both his side, each side is like completely different than the other. Yeah. Like this side right here is just really kind of tall. This side right here, really long main beams and just short time. What was the beam on that side? Do you remember? I, it's crazy. Like both these, both sides measure within an inch of each other. No kidding. Yeah. And they're completely different. Hmm. Yeah, that That's left beam looks long as heck. But yeah, the right beam has more curve. How, do you know how long right, that left yeah, beam I was? Like, uh no, I don't. I should have. I have the sports sheet off him. It don't matter. I just was curious. Yeah. He's a stud, man. Do you know what he went total? Do you remember? 
Yeah, one right at one fifty four. Awesome, man. That's is that your biggest buck? Oh yeah, by far. Really? See, yeah. so, some yeah, of the bucks behind you look good, man. I mean, you got some good deer, but yeah, I do. I have a lot of that one twenty five, one thirty class deer. Yeah, is those are hard for me to pass up. Oh yeah, I mean that's a you start getting can't like, blame me for that a good rack yeah. where, where you're at in Ohio. I mean, is do a lot of guys kill like that one fifty plus buck or is it? I know it's kind uh, of regional. No, we're kind of right on the edge of where it's it's the really really good stuff is. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, awesome, man. Did you have a bunch of people like? Did anybody come forward like neighbors or anybody like that that have trail cam pictures of that buck or anything? No, like even like I know a couple of the guys that hunt right next door. They even these guys had no clue where really? they came from. Just a go. Yep. Wow, bonus buck, yeah. man. That's the best case scenario, in my opinion. Right. That's awesome because wow. You, I mean, think about it. You have your trail cam photos. You think you know what deer are there, and you're kind of counting on that. Well, then if a bonus one comes on, you weren't even counting on him, and it's like, all right, well then things are just normal now, and you have a buck down. Yeah. Right. But Ohio's a one buck state, correct? Yep. So you're you tagged out. Um, yeah, I'm, I needed to start shooting some does though. Yeah. Buck tagged out. Yeah. Yep. What was the date on this? Uh, October 23rd. Thanks. So early. Nice. When, uh, Steve, yeah. we recorded with Steve, uh, Stah from Minnesota. He killed his, the 23rd or the 22nd or 24th right in there. Yeah. I know he was right within a day of me. Yeah. Yeah. That would have to be, I killed my buck on the 21st. Judd killed his buck on the 21st. And you and Steve were right after. Yeah, I feel uh, mine was Saturday morning. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's crazy. That was such good. I think we have to go Knock back and look down. at the the moon phase. But I remember yeah. deer cast was on fire in that, yeah. that chunk. Yeah, absolutely. That's and that's I do that deer cast is legit as far as I know. Like the predictions are predictions, and if, obviously I know here you hear people say, "Well, if you need an app to tell you when to hunt, you don't need to be hunting." Like. And that's true, but to, that confidence boost that that gives you is, for me, is incredible. Yeah. Well, I use it as actually kind of like my everything. It's a social media. It's a, a good right. social media because it's hunters. Yeah. Um, right. It's a video library. It's a tool like DeerCast Track, all that. I'm sure you got on DeerCast Track when you were watching that buck lay there. No, that's the crazy thing. I did, completely forgot about doing that. Because <laughs> you were so occupied or what? It was, yeah. Like, I mean, you're I, seeing them laying there. Yeah, I think I I think I might have to return my loopholes because I think I might have burnt the glass out of it <laughs> so, so much. That's awesome. Dude, I'm telling you, that makes doesn't that make a big difference, being able to look through some binos, like see what's going on, especially um, if you have an animal down or if you have to sneak up on an animal, whether it's an animal you've wounded one you're waiting out like that or a spot in stock and mm. you just know so much more than what you oh, would have absolutely. without them the fomo man yep, fear absolutely. missing out don't yeah. have it yep. i i can't go hunting without binos now for anything yeah and i used to kind of i would carry them if i would take them but now i'm the same way like Gotta always have, have to have them i having them in a good harness and then being able to have them at the ready plus your range finders right there with your binos it's just yep. yeah i would feel I feel so naked without them in the woods, and then I hate it when because normally I'll set them in my front passenger seat while I'm driving, in case I see a deer in a field and just want to check it out. And days I forget it, I hate it because it's just so nice to have that. It's it's fun, <clears throat> but man, that is awesome! Congratulations on an absolute yeah, stud. Thanks. Yeah, congrats, buddy. Way to get it done. Way to get yeah. through an injury and make the best out of what you had. And yep, I think anybody listening yep. or viewing would have done the same thing. Yeah. Yep. And I know I do find like I get shoulder surgery here at the end of the month. Now, oh man! So hopefully what, we'll back to normal by the end of the year. What's your re- year. recovery time? Did they give you? Uh, four to six weeks. Oh, okay, oh, not said, too bad. Yeah, he said it, it's pretty simple. You'll be back in the game, man. You'll be yeah, back in the said game. I probably need to think about going down to sixty pound, though. I mean, that's enough. Yeah, no problem with that. Yeah, but I, I just thought that story was interesting. One, it's a, a great, great deer, but two, it's like an interesting. Um, you know, it's a bow hunter's worst fears having a shoulder injury yeah. and having to switch it up. But I just thought it was a great story because you did switch it up and you were cool with it and it worked out. And, um, yeah, just a different perspective on things. Great comeback story. Right. Yeah, it is a great yeah. comeback story. So congrats, man. I'm glad you uh, yeah, took the time out of your day to do this. And, uh, 
Man, hopefully you wax another one with a compound next year and get back on the, yeah, the compound tree. Yeah, a bigger one. Yeah, hopefully. Yep. There'll be another mystery buck in there for you. There you go. Yeah, like, it's like Austin wasn't lying when he said you can't trip into 150 because it. There are not many 150 inch deer out there. Like it's a big buck. There's a, there's a lot of 130s, but like to get into 150, 160 inch deer, like there's there's just not a lot of them out there. Yeah, it's a different. It's just a different uh, category of buck. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So it makes it so awesome though, and it works out. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, hey, do you want to shout anybody out or anything, or where can people find you or anything like that? Feel free. Um, yeah, they can find me on Facebook, Instagram. Right, Chris Zegger is pretty damn pretty damn easy. <laughs> okay, but uh, want to give you guys a huge shout out. You guys, you guys have always been something to lean on. Like you know your podcast. I've I've said it before. I think you can learn more from your guys' podcast than watching any hunting show on TV. Thanks, man. That means a lot. Thank you. We try. We're goofy sometimes, yeah. but that does mean a lot. We try. Yeah, yeah. You, but you're also a good time while you do it, though, too. Well, that's the goal, right? We just want to have a good time, and hopefully someone, if you can learn something cool, um, if you're entertained, it's almost even yeah. better. So we appreciate you supporting us, man. It means a lot, and, you know, it definitely doesn't go unnoticed. Yeah. So, well, hopefully I'll see you guys at Ohio this year at the Deer and Turkey Expo. I'm hoping everything continues as yeah. normal and COVID stays away. Um, but, yeah, we're looking forward to doing – Ohio is one of our favorite places to go. That's We were so bummed last year when it got canceled. I think why well, you've missed the last two years there now, right? Uh, has it been the last two years? I think two, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I think just maybe it has been. Why did we miss the year before? I thought we went. I thought we went the year before. Maybe I'm 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 like all mixed up maybe because of skipping year. a year, yeah. right? But yeah, we have Columbus on the radar, man. We we're we're gonna be there unless they cancel it. We'll be there. Yeah, I'm only I'm about forty five minutes north of there. So okay, perfect, perfect. Yeah, absolutely. We got. I don't know. We got a pretty cool place we're staying. One of my best friends lives in Columbus. And yeah, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a dang good time. Yep. We'll see you there, man. Well, cool, dude. Anyone else you want to shout out quick before we go? No, that's about it, man. Dougie Fresh, uh, congrats on your buck again. And good Thank luck you, on Douglas. your surgery. Thank you. Yeah, man. Good luck with that. We'll have to follow up with you on the podcast series here. And uh, how about you'll kill 200 next year with the compound? Boom. And then we'll do a follow up. I like it. As long as the as long as the mustache says it's going to happen. Ooh, any predictions? It might. It might. <laughs> too early. Two, two hundred inches. Let's say a lot. <laughs> I can't give that much out of the mustache. It's a little too I early. Easy, easy. Uh, okay, one seventy is fine. Well, right, I'll take one. Oh dang, he's he's handing out one seventies now. Doug, can I get one seventy. Yeah, sure. Okay, I like it. <laughs> Chris, thank you so much, man. Uh, thank you so right, much, everyone, for listening and watching here. Uh, at Working Class on DeerCast. You know what to do. Go shoot a giant. We love you. Hey, guys. Another Giant Tracker segment. We are here with Chase Saylor, and he's uh, obviously working really hard in whatever he's in right now. Yeah, something like that. You're in an excavator, <laughs> you said? Yeah. Yep, excavator. I love it, man. So uh, you're are you a full-time like farmer? Or is that what you're doing, yep. farm work? full-time farm uh, with my dad and a bunch of other guys. So, yep family farm since 1942 very cool love it love it and apparently you guys kill big bucks in your spare time uh i wouldn't say every year but i've got big bucks to go after that i don't kill every year but <laughs> i got lucky in 2019 but well, it's, it's the effort that counts right uh there's a no lack of effort that's for sure yeah so, yeah which so, i feel like that's what happens uh most of the time anyway right but, Right. Well, I mean, sometimes it pays off. So, and that's why you're here, man. We're talking big bucks. I, I like it. We can talk about that all day. Right. Even if you're working. That's right. So, <laughs> so let's talk about it, man. Like, where's the story of this buck start? Yeah, I would say, uh, so first off timeline here, the buck was killed December 8th of 2019. So from there, let's flash back three years. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that would be uh, 2017. I saw this deer. I had velvet pictures of him, and that's the only time I ever got pictures of him. He wasn't even on my radar at that point. Uh, I had this other deer I was going after called Redemption. Uh, he he was killed by the neighbor, and he was like 182, I believe. And 
this deer that I named Towers wasn't even on my radar at the moment because you know I've got velvet pictures of him. First time I've seen him, who knows where he could be? Mm-hmm. And uh, so, forward another year, uh, I got his pictures on 9/11. Hence, why I call him Towers. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he showed up on 9/11. He was a uh, six by six, and I didn't really see him much uh, throughout the beginning of the season. And then once November hit. Uh, started picking up pictures of them and a little bit during nighttime, but mm-hmm. it's so, so crazy. The main farm that he was on was a 300 acre farm and he would just be so random. Like mm-hmm. I get all the time, like the amount of times I've seen this deer, everybody was like, how did you not kill him? Like the previous year, like, well, I suck or either it's a lot harder than <laughs> harder right. than I think. But, uh, I mean, he was just bouncing around back and forth. And after Christmas uh, of 2018 till end of season of January of 2019, mm-hmm. I I saw him on hoof while hunting uh, 11 times, I believe. Impressive. And <laughs> I mean, it was like anywhere I went, he would show up, but it would be, you know, at just out of bow range. Right. And uh, or I would be sitting in a stand and, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to that stand, but, and he would be underneath the other stand right across the field at 20 yards. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of how, uh, 20, the season 2018 and 19 ended just playing cat and mouse with him, literally seeing him all, all the time. And my, in my honest opinion, my favorite time of the season is right now. You know, this is mm-hmm. muzzleloader season, in Illinois and from, after muzzleloader till the end of the year, th- this is what I love because I mean, I've got a ton of standing beans and corn and I feel like the woods are just quiet again. And yeah. if anything is like the beginning of October is right now. I mean, you can start yeah. patterning the deer a little bit more. And I mean, I think that's a big reason why I saw towers just so much. I mean, no hunting pressure besides me. And I was just hunting the edges and playing it smart. Mm-hmm. getting in and out real easy and uh so but probably the one story i will tell about 20 the 2018 2019 season is mm-hmm. so i i was literally hunting this deer any legal way you possibly could so i resorted to a crossbow on the last uh probably the last week of season he was coming out in the middle of fields and just i didn't have any stands where he was coming so i was like i'm gonna try to put a literally lay out in the middle of a field with a ghost blind yeah. and try to kill this deer with a crossbow. And the last day of season of 2018, 2019, I was walking to my stand and I literally pulled my binocs up and he's bedded underneath my stand. His back's okay. rubbing up against my, yeah, he's rubbing up against my sticks. And I'm like, yeah, this makes a whole lot of sense. So right. it's I like, am. what the heck? I had a, I don't even have a crossbow. So I had to borrow my buddy's crossbow. So, you know, I, I shot it a, a, quite a bit to feel comfortable with it. And it, I mean, it's attack driver. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was like, all right, I, he's going to cross, cross the road here, come down this fence row. I'm just going to crawl up here about 50 yards away from where he's going to come out at. And, you know, it'd be perfect, you know, be mm-hmm. a good way to end the season. So I, I belly crawled in this ditch for about 150, 200 yards, got set up and lo and behold, probably 30 minutes till dark, all of these does started coming out and he was the last one. Of course. And, yeah. And you know, the crazy thing is I had a great wind. All the does literally walked right by at 50 yards. I could have, you know, I was in the prone position. I mean, I didn't even have to move besides pull the trigger. And he just came trotting down the fence row, stopped at 50 yards, broadside. I mean, it was going to be it right here. Mm -hmm. Went to flip the safety off. Nope. Safety is frozen on the crossbow. And (laughs) I mean, I'm just fiddle farting around with uh, safety all the time to see if it works. Nope. Not this day. I mean, I would have peed on it, whatever, to unfall it. <laughs> Blow it up. Yeah, no. It was frozen, and he felt felt like he was standing there for, like, oh, 10 minutes, but it was probably 30 seconds. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, just 
it, it was a terrible ending to the season. Literally watched him try. I mean, he finally got spooked after I was like about ready to throw the crossbow at him. Yeah. And uh, he trotted off into this wide open field. Like I saw him almost every night do. Mm -hmm. And I walked back to the truck about with 15 minutes, <laughs> 15 minutes left the light. And that's how my season ended. And <laughs> well, uh, at least, you know, he's going to, well, you hope he's going to make it right after that. You're like, man, that, cause I, well, it's just unfortunate, but you think it's adding. Yeah. Everything goes through my mind though. Like he's like, literally, you could drive around on this road and see this deer almost every night. So I'm like, all right, well, he's going to get shot. By and, a uh, or something crazy like that. Yeah. And literally, he was always – I got his picture almost always where you could see him from the road. I mean, he loved being on the edge of the woods where he could see all the vehicles come by, and it's like he just waved at them all. And yeah. I'm, there was a lot of people that knew about him. And I was – so fast forward into season of – or after the season of 19, I'm just trying to like, all right, where is this deer going to show up at? Mm -hmm. And uh, it was funny. A – in July and August, I got his picture on this, uh, on another farm about a mile south of me. Mm -hmm. And he, he literally blew, blew up. Uh, he was a five by five with a whole bunch of trash and I shouldn't say a whole bunch, but quite a bit of trash mm -hmm. and just super awesome deer. So of course I go set my stand up for to go kill him early season where, where he's at right now. Mm -hmm. And to this day, I haven't even hunted that stand because he obviously moved. Right, and right. <laughs> you're just getting so, prepared in case he did stick to what he was doing yeah and once it was a cornfield on the neighbor and before, I had we, beans. before we go any further when you say he blew up what was he the previous year to this year well like, I, how should, many inches? I, I shouldn't say he blew up because he's probably a 190 inch deer on uh as a six by six and then when i killed him he was a 215 <laughs> and i found one side of a shed mm -hmm. and i mean he could have went 206 by six, but when I say blow up the first pictures I got of him in velvet, he looked like a dang, he didn't look real. I mean, oh, you, really? you, he looked like a deer that you see, you know, Mark killing all the time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I didn't know how his head could pick up his rack just moving around. And I got some pretty cool Reconyx, uh, footage of him just literally just moving his head side to side. And it was a surreal moment. I mean, I, I look back on that, just the amount of pictures I got him. Cause I got over 5,000 pictures of this deer. I mean, when mm -hmm. you start erasing pictures of 215 inch deer, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's unreal. Really. I, I'm really thankful for that. But yeah. Yeah. Any, anyway. So from about middle of August till September 14th, I didn't get a single picture of him. Mm -hmm. And when I got his picture in on September 14th, he was out in the middle of a bean field on this about a two mile long ditch. The nearest woods is a mile away. Mm -hmm. And he, he was just staying out there pretty much uh, for a whole month. Mm -hmm. And then October, and I didn't see him driving around either. I will say that summer of in that summer of 19, I did not see him driving around. So I only got pictures of him. And so he, he was getting smart. And then October 15th, I got his picture on the uh, camera on the farm that he was the previous year. Mm -hmm. And from October 15th, 15th till December 8th, he, he stayed on that farm, you know, I'll say 90% of the time. No kidding. So and you waited him out it, that long. You, you're a strong man. I would have got crazy on him and bumped him. Or yeah, something. Well, you know, is, you know, I can't hunt much in October or even November with that, with uh harvest going on. I mean, I try not to get amped up till deer season. until after harvest anyway, cause it's mm -hmm. going to do me no good. So, uh, I mean, from October 15th till December 8th, I had several encounters with him. And the day before gun season, I watched him for literally 90 minutes at a hundred yards away. And it's just like, well, yeah, I could have, could have killed him there easy. <laughs> and then November 13th was kind of his, I would say November 13th, and 14th were his rut days. I mean, mm -hmm. he was all over the place and that's when I should have killed him with the bow, but I, I mean, I literally had him at 20 yards quartering away and I was shooting a thumb release mm -hmm. 
pulled back, getting ready to settle in, and then thunk by uh, got caught on my neck gator. And oh. that, that arrow, that arrow is still not to be found today. Oh, so, gosh. so I mean, he literally he didn't know what happened. But I mean, whenever you hear a big loud thunk go off, I mean, you're going to be scared. So he literally ran uh, about a hundred yards out the fence row mm -hmm. and was walking along these beans at 37 yards and i got another shot opportunity at him and i'm like man 37 yards away he's high alert i i literally at this point i'm not you know nerved up at this point i'm just mad like yeah. i want to kill this deer right and so i literally aimed right underneath his chest i'm like he's gonna drop like no other yeah you're right i sh i shot Year, I literally almost shot him in the spine. He was he was straight broadside, and he dropped, and I almost shot down the middle of his back. He dropped no and turned so quick, and it's like that just goes to show you. I mean, thirty-seven yards, uh, probably three hundred feet per second bow, and drop that that quick. And I was aiming underneath him. That's crazy. And it's like, I mean, it's just crazy. You know, I mean, good on you though. I mean, you were your experience. You're ex expecting that drop, especially on a deer that's high alert. Which, you know, I think most people would have just put it on his lungs and then shot a foot over his back. But and a lot that I mean, yeah. a lot of people don't realize till you watch footage of how much a deer drops, especially when they're on death comp five alert. So, I mean, crazy. It it was I was self I was self filming and the footage is terrible, but I did get some tactic cam footage to know how much he dropped and mm -hmm. his belly when he turned literally touched the ground when he was turning. I mean, I would say he probably dropped two and a half to three feet. I mean, incredible. Just unreal. And so I did hit him just a little bit. There was blood. I was like, man, man I may have got that main artery running along his back there and got lucky because mm -hmm. obviously didn't spine him because he didn't drop. And yeah. uh, so I was like, okay, found my arrow. Didn't look great, but you know, I'm going to leap. I just took my arrow, went out, and I was like, I'll come back in the morning. Mm -hmm. So I, me and another buddy went out and started looking for him uh, around nine o'clock, uh, mm -hmm. November 14th. And we were, we were finding blood here. I mean, it wasn't good blood, but it wasn't hard to find. So just little mm -hmm. specks every three foot. Mm -hmm. So we, we probably tracked him 400 yards, and I get a call from uh the neighbor i'm like boy i kept this deer pretty quiet you know because i was probably the only one that had pictures of this deer besides people that drove around and mm -hmm. uh the neighbor called me like hey are you do you know about this mega giant i'm like uh yeah <laughs> yeah and he this uh the neighbor is an outfitter and he's like well we just had one of our guys get dropped off and he that was the first deer he's seen in illinois and he shot right over his back. No and I'm kidding. like, he's, he's still alive. So he, uh, he got out. Uh, I mean, we got out as quick as possible. Like this deer's still alive. Let's, you know, let's just regroup. Thankfully he didn't get shot by somebody that was in the tree for 30 minutes. Right. Uh, right, I right. And, and I will say I got a lot of respect for the outfitter because when he found out that deer was there, they pulled like, all of their hunters around that area. I'm like, man, this is, you know, I hate to say this deer was my deer, but there was the stars were lining up where like people knew how much effort was going into this. Mm -hmm. Like we don't know this deer's here. You, you try to kill, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that's, that's pretty so, cool. A lot of respect to those guys. Yeah. yeah you don't hear about I mean, that often. That's pretty cool. That? For sure. I mean, it, it was a, I mean, yeah. So, and we're great friends and we share pictures back and forth all the time. And I will say the one thing I've learned about this, share pictures with your neighbors and be good with your neighbors. Cause you're only as good as your neighbor. Cause if you think these deer just stay on your property, you're really wrong. And yeah. you shouldn't, you should never say, man, that was my deer. I got pictures of him <laughs> because I bet he's probably got pictures of him too. Or exactly. Seen them them. Exactly. I it, mean, so fast forward uh, from November 14th till through gun. So gun season uh, was starting and 
he was he was kind of a ghost through uh, gun season. I'm like, uh, he either died because of the air, you know, everything is going through my mind. And mm-hmm. I didn't get a picture of him for like two weeks. And I was like checking all my cell cameras. Like I usually get in a picture of him every night. Yeah. I'm like, all right, he's dead. And right. finally, uh, November 2nd, I believe, I started getting this picture again. And I, the wind just wasn't right for uh, to hunt where he was at. And he really narrowed up on his uh, core area. Mm-hmm. And on the December 8th, I got a picture at about 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, way back on the river, about 100 hundred yards from where I, he actually died. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I'm going in there. It's kind of a risky stand. I didn't have a great win, but if I, if he was at where I think he was going to be at, it would be okay. Mm-hmm. But it was one of those stands that you have to walk literally 600 yards through the timber. And I just hate doing that. Yeah. And especially December 8th. And right. But I went with my gut, went ahead and did that. And it was just an eerie feeling all morning long because when, even when I was walking into the woods, I'm like, man, I think this is going to happen today. Sometimes you feel it, you know, you sometimes just have a good feeling about the day. Yeah. And it was a, it was an overcast morning. It was humid. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think Deercast said it was, uh, I think it was like, okay. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, and I, the morning started out like right when the sun came up, I stood up and I was like, I'm standing up. I think this is going to happen. And, you know, deer started running around in the woods and right by me. And it was probably 30 minutes after daybreak. I look over to my, uh, over my shoulder to the right in a standing bean field. And he literally, like, I look over there and I'm like, is this real life? Like he's standing right there at 50 yards. Yeah. And my, my camera was I had it on a, the rest and my camera was looking right at him, but he literally came out at five yards, turned around and was getting back, going back into the woods. I'm like, all right, do I press play or do I pull the trigger? Well, I thought about for a half a second, I'm pulling the trigger. Of course. And, uh, and I, I drilled him right behind the shoulder. He ran 50 yard blood pouring out and, that was the end of the story for towers right there. And it was, it was pretty cool where he died at, where he died at was a hundred yards away from where I got his picture on October 15th, where he entered the farm at. I mean, his core area was just shrunk down so much, but it was a good spot to be at. I mean, the river was uh, 75 yards to his West. A mm-hmm. bean field, bedding. He had everything. He literally didn't need to go 200 yards all day long. Right. And right. I mean, it was, uh, I don't know. I, I literally see him every day because he's a full body amount on my kitchen table. Oh, and no my kidding. You have to give me some it. pictures of that. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll send you some pictures. But yeah, <laughs> it's, it's on my dining room table. I look at him, you know, every day and it's like, you, you know, people ask me, like, do you feel like, uh, you know, you feel like not hunting as much anymore or like mm-hmm. killing this 215 inch deer? But literally, it struck a fire inside me even more after harvesting that after that deer. I'm like, it doesn't have to. I'm not chasing 200 inch deer every single year. I can assure you that, like, for yeah. instance, this year. I have been bouncing around farm to farm like no other because the deer I was after broke off his whole right side. And so he was probably 170 inch deer. So yeah, mark yeah. that one off the list. And right. I, I'm chasing a lot of chasing a lot of ghosts this year that, you know, I see on the road, but don't have any pictures of. I mean, it's yeah, been a yeah. rough year, but it's been a, you know, it's still fun. Yeah, that's I mean, just the way of paying you back for killing a Mondo. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I, <laughs> people say, well, you don't, you don't kill a deer every year. I'm like, no, I, I'd be happy if I kill a booner every once every five years. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, I've passed on a lot of 140, even 150 inch deer this year if they're not mature. You right, know? right. So, Which is cool. That's how you I make a big deer like that. So what did the deer end up going yeah. officially? Uh, 215. That's right. uh, obviously gross. Congratulations, so, man. Yeah, That's a, he, 
That's a fun story, man. I like the history and I like how regular he was, like you were saying, because I, I actually had this conversation with, with Mark um, a few weeks ago. It's like the deer that you get a ton of pictures of and they're on every camera. They're kind of like, they're so consistently sporadic that it makes them difficult to hunt. Yep. I mean, literally on November 13th, from seven o'clock in the morning till the time I wounded him, I got got his picture on eight different cameras on the farm. And it was it was just like he was just checking in, you know, right. let let me know I was there, you know. <laughs> I love so, it, man. I don't know. It was a it was a pretty awesome experience and uh I I wouldn't be mad if I, I kill another good one that I don't have to work just that hard for. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean I would say, I would say that one, it, it was a test for my wife, uh, big time. Uh, that's for sure. Test the marriage real quick. Uh, yeah. And that was, uh, had a, a little baby, uh, first year too. Congratulations. So about a three month old baby. So we got two now though. So we're, uh, you're, you're so stacking it's them really on, a man. full house. Yeah. Stacking them on, you know, hopefully kill another two fifteen with him. Hey, so. that'd be cool, man. Or maybe he'll kill one, but I'm sure your buck will go down as like a family heirloom. I'm hoping, oh. especially if it's a full mount. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It's a, I'll send you some pictures. It's a, it's a pretty mount. I'm happy with it. Yeah. That's awesome, so. man. Well, hey, I appreciate you doing this, even though you're working, um, you're the second guy to FaceTime in or call in from uh, a cab of some sort of heavy equipment, a tractor. Now we got an excavator. I'm going to start keeping like a checklist as we do these segments where people call in from hey yeah working class bow hunter what can you say that's what it's about man that's what it's about yeah well congrats man i appreciate you doing this segment and taking the time out of your busy day i hope you kill another one just as big or bigger appreciate um you'll have to keep Thank in you. touch with us man and we'll follow up with you all right well i appreciate kurt hey if you want to shout out quick your instagram or anything like that go ahead and do that now yeah, if you don't care you can, fo- uh, you can find me on instagram at chase taylor so easy enough cool Awesome. Well, thank you everyone for watching and listening. Hope you enjoyed this giant tracker segment and we will see you on the next one. Go shoot a giant. We love you guys.